0: The theme of this year's uh, camp was uh, grit. We do tough stuff. you know. Um, and you may ask, well, what are you talking about? First, you need to know there's two different kinds of grit. There's personal grit, and that's the personal strength and character you develop over the course of your lifetime, right? It's your capacity to hang tough when you're tempted to quit or or to solve difficult problems that just seem too hard to overcome, right? Personal grit is yours alone. It's built upon the resources you've gained through experience. That's different than spiritual grit, which is what we looked at the week of camp and what we want to look at quickly uh, this morning. Spiritual grit is much bigger than than, uh, personal grit. Uh, Personal grit is limited to your strength, your weaknesses. Spiritual grit is not limited by the strength that we have because spiritual grit is all about the limitless resources of Jesus. It's anchored in a growing dependence on Him. And one of the best examples of of someone having spiritual grit built into their lives is uh, we find with Peter. That's why we're going to look at several different... Encounters Peter had with Jesus and see how he's building this different spiritual grit into his life uh, there. And you know, sometimes if you want to tap into that spiritual grit that the Lord has for us, you just have to take a risk. Think about the account that John read for us from, from Luke 5 1 through 11, you know, and in chapter 4. Of Luke, of course. Luke starting to tell us about Jesus's public ministry, right? First, it, he tells about his uh, little confrontation with the hometown people, right? If you remember the story, uh, they handed Jesus uh, the book of Isaiah to read. Well, and and so he turns to uh, what we would have chapter 61. They didn't have chapters in their thing. But here's what here's what Jesus read. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach to the, go- the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And he stops his reading. There's more to read, but he stops there and he says, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Now, the homeboys didn't really enjoy that s- saying very much. In fact, they ended up running him out of town. They wanted to stone him, but he kind of slipped through, you know. But Jesus kept on teaching. And it said the people were amazed at his teaching because his message was with authority. And he began healing those who were in need. And again, it said the people were amazed because they saw the authority and power that Jesus had. And so now you have lots of crowds, and they're crowding in on him. That's why his... As John read there, you know, he's so crowded he has to step into Peter's boat and ask him to push out. And after teaching for a while, and he finishes his teaching, he tells Peter, Well, let's cast your net into the water. He's basically telling Peter, you know, let's go fishing. You know, we're out here in the boat anyway. Peter, of course, kind of explains to him how silly this is. Peter's a, a fisherman by trade, and they hadn't caught anything. But he obeyed Jesus. And you remember the story? There, there's so many fish, the nets start to break. He calls his partners James and John to come with their boat and help. Fills both boats up so far, it's about to sink. And it says that uh, Peter fell down at Jesus' feet and says, "Go away from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man." What caused people to uh, Peter to recognize this? It says in verse nine, "For amazement has seized him and his companions." So, this is that supernatural grit God is placing in Peter and his companions' heart. And they were ready because of it to take a risk. You notice verse 11, the last one John read. When they had brought their boats to land, they left everything to follow him. Think about this. They left everything. That was their livelihood. This is how their work where they could live and make a living and yet they left it all behind to follow Jesus now that doesn't make logical sense you know personal grit Peter would have said alright now how can I make this work I need to work and fish but how can I still no this was spiritual grit laid on Peter's heart that he said I'll leave it all and follow this man and uh, so he began to truly find out what it means to follow Jesus. and Because to follow Jesus is going to take courage. Okay, And a good example of, of courage in Peter's life is found in Matthew 14, 22 through 33. And obviously, we don't have time to read all these passages, but let me just give you a quick... So now this is where Jesus walks on the water, right? Um, there's a uh, lot, of, lot of people there... And uh, when he finishes with with the people, he's just fed five thousand plus, you know, So there's a lot of people here. He, he, he tells his disciples, all right, y'all jump in the boat and y'all go ahead, you know. And you know, I don't know about you. I, I guess his disciples figured, well, Jesus will catch up with us later, right? but do you, you think they ever thought about how's he going to catch up with us? We're, we got the boat. <laughs> you know Jesus dismissed the crowd goes to pray and at the time Jesus is praying winds are coming up for the disciples in the boat it says the waves are battering the boat and uh, they look up and here comes Jesus walking on the water and Matthew tells us everyone was afraid at first they thought it was a ghost but you know Jesus said take courage it's me and you know Peter hey Lord if that's you call me out You know he wanted to do this and so here's Peter Stepping out of the boat, walking on water, heading toward Jesus. But you know the account. He took his eyes off Jesus, didn't he? He started to look, noticing the storm around him, and he began to sink. And he he did the only thing he could think of doing. And that's cry out to the Lord. Lord, save me. And my text says Jesus immediately reached out and took hold of him. You know. And when they got in the boat, the storm stopped. And it said everyone in that boat bowed down and worshipped the Lord Jesus and said, You are certainly God's son. See, we need to be ready to take that risk and and enter into the spiritual grit of following Jesus. But we must have the courage to step out of the boat, step out of our comfort zone, right? Don't worry if you're going to stumble. You will stumble. (laughs) All of us do. But, uh, But Jesus is right there to reach out and take hold of us when we do so step out of the bowl begin to walk in spiritual grit and don't worry when you stumble because Jesus is ready to forgive you know forgiveness was very important uh, in our walk with spiritual grit in Matthew 18 21 through 35 you can look at later Peter has this encounter with Jesus on forgiveness this is where if you remember Peter says, well, how many times do I forgive a brother who sins against me, right? Seven times? See, Peter thought he was being generous. Because the rule of the day was we well, forgive someone three times. They sin against you, okay, forgive them. They do it a second time, okay, forgive them again. A third time, yeah, be merciful, go ahead and forgive them. But after that, you know, hey, it's all off. So Peter's more than doubling. And so Jesus... Tells Peter, well, not seven times, not 70 times, seven times 70. Think about that. I know you mathematicians already have it, 490 times. (laughs) It's not keeping count of these. Jesus is saying, have that forgiving heart. Always be ready to forgive, okay? Paul lets us know how we should be treating uh, one another in Romans 12. Uh, Starting in verse 14, Paul says, Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. And if possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge. Beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For his business is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Take a risk and walk in spiritual grit. Have courage to step out of your boat. Always be forgiving. Just remember how much the Lord has forgiven us. (laughs) And then be forgiven to others. And then learn to trust the Lord. In John chapter 6, Jesus challenges his disciples just to see how much they're going to trust him, right? You know, just before, in the early chapter, in John, he's talking about uh, some very hard sayings to understand, you know. The people are asking him, you know, what shall we do so we may work the works of God? They had just been fed by just a few loaves and a couple of fish, and so hey, this is pretty good, right? We want to know how to do that. Jesus knew what was really on their mind, and uh, so he told he told them, the work of God is to be- basically the work of God is to believe in me, believe, in the one. God sent, which was Jesus Christ. And they asked, well, you know, they'd just been fed, so they asked, well, you know, God sent bread from heaven to their forefathers, which sustained them, you know. And uh, Jesus explained to them that he was the bread of heaven. That the bread of heaven, manna, that God sent to the forefathers, that lasted a day. Couldn't take more than a day's worth, It lasted a day. But he said, if you want eternal life, then you need to partake of of Jesus' flesh and drink His blood. And people didn't understand, what's He talking about here? How do you eat someone's flesh and drink their blood? It's just hard for them to grasp and understand what Jesus meant. And and many began to turn away from it. Even the disciples said, this is a difficult statement, right? So in verse 66 of John 6 and following, Jesus asked the twelve, you do not want to go away also, do you? And here Peter answered, that spiritual grit being built into his life. He says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have words of eternal life. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. See, Peter had spent time with Jesus. And Jesus had told the people the work of God is to believe in him. Peter's going to believe wholeheartedly in him. He's going to trust the Lord. The question is, do we trust fully, no matter what? <laughs> Ernest Hemingway once wrote, the best way to find out if you can trust somebody is to trust them. And you'll find out. Peter knew he could trust Jesus. Are we ready to take that risk and walk in spiritual grit? Do we have the courage to step out of our boat, to always be forgiven and to fully trust The Lord Jesus. Because if we are, then we're ready to fully surrender to Jesus. To surrender to His mission and purpose. And it seems easy. Well, if we fully trust Him, wouldn't we surrender to anything He has? Right? But many times we have our own way we think things should go. Right? We know what should happen. And we're ready to do it. Peter thought he knew what was best concerning Jesus. In, in John chapter 18, he gets a lesson in surrender. Right. Jesus is in the garden at, at Kidron with his disciples, except one, Judas. But Judas is coming. But he's coming with the Pharisees, with officers of the chief priests, and a Roman regiment. You know, This is where they're coming to arrest Jesus. And they come, Jesus asks them, who are you seeking? They said, hey, Jesus the Nazarene. And Jesus just spoke. He said, I am He. Now when He spoke in John's Gospel here, it says all these people coming to arrest him, they drew back and fell to the ground. Jesus spoke and it knocked them to the ground. I don't know about you, but if I was with them and I got up, I'd turn around and go the other way. It seemed just spoke. And I, but they didn't. They're there to arrest Jesus, right? Now, Peter... You know, he has other thoughts. You know, he knows what needs to be done. He knows what has to be. Because see, this is Jesus, the Messiah, the one that's going to, uh, you know, redeem Israel, right? And think about it. If Peter had his way, he would, uh, remember what he did, he stepped in front of Jesus, drew his sword, he's ready to fight, swings it, cuts off a you know, poor servant of one of the high priest's ear, you know, he's ready to fight. So if Jesus has his way, they would have fought back those trying to arrest Jesus. And if they would have fought them back and won, there would be no cross. Jesus wouldn't have gone to the cross. If there's no cross, our sins are not forgiven. And we are still in our sins without hope. But Peter didn't get his way, did he? Jesus stopped him, healed Malchus, this servant who Peter had cut off his ear and he turns to Peter and says the cup which the Father has given me shall I not drink it? see this is why Jesus came the cross we don't always see the whole picture but Jesus does Peter thought he knew what was best but he didn't because of the cross we have forgiveness of sin and eternal life and all you have to do believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved are we ready to surrender to his purpose even when it's against what we think is best take that risk step out of your boat be forgiving, trust fully surrender to his will and realize what this all leads to is love in John 21 we see Peter's encounter with Jesus on love you know this This is after the crucifixion he's been buried he's risen again he's even appeared to the disciples already but they're by themselves now again and Peter he's a fisherman he says I'm going fishing <laughs> everybody says alright we'll go too you know and they're out fishing oh, they don't catch anything And early the next morning they see someone on the shore it's Jesus they don't recognize him and you know how now fishermen do, you know, you you come up to somebody, you always ask him, did you catch anything? Jesus asked him, have you caught anything? I said no. He said, well, put your nets out on the other side. Well, of course, when they did, you know what happened? So many fish, their nets could hardly hold them. Um, of course, in John's gospel, he would say that he recognized this is the Lord. Peter thought, all right, this is the Lord, because they that's happened with them before, right? Peter's so anxious, he jumps in the water and swims to shore. The others row, bring the boat on in. And so they have breakfast on the shore there with Jesus. And uh, while they're having breakfast, Jesus pulls Peter aside. And uh, you you remember the account where he says, Peter, do you love me? He asked him that same question three times. And by the third time, he said, Peter was really grieved. He you know, said, Lord, you know I love you, you know ask him three times but each time when Peter said yes I love you Jesus said well if you love me he said tend my lambs shepherd my sheep tend my sheep see Jesus' desire is for us to love and take care of each other in John 13, 34 and 35 Jesus commands us to love one another as as he has loved us He didn't ask us to. He says, this is a new commandment I give you, to love one another. And the reason is so that the world will know we belong to him. When they see us loving each other, caring for each other, lifting each other up. Love is so important. Right? Everyone remember 1 Corinthians 13 at the end. You're listing all these different things. But what's the most important? Love. Love. That's the most important. And so Peter himself tells us uh, what he learned as Jesus built this spiritual grid. In 2 Peter 1:3 through8, Peter says this: "Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness, through the true knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and excellence. For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Now for this reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, and in moral excellence, knowledge, and in knowledge, self-control, and in self-control, perseverance, and in perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let, let him build that spiritual grit. Peter understood the spiritual grit Jesus worked into his life. So, close quickly here. What does this mean for us today? I mean, what did those on the mission trip take away from that week experience? And how do we experience this spiritual grip? Well, if you are a believer, if you have put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, then take a risk. Have the courage to step out of your boat and follow Jesus. You can start by serving in the local church. We have a lot of different, uh, several right now, different ministry opportunities we could use someone to serve in. VBS is coming up in two weeks. If you're thinking about it, come back to the meeting. We really need some guides. You don't have to do anything prepared. Just show up here for VBS night and guide the kids through uh, their stations. You know, That's a good place to start. But take a risk. Have the courage to step out of your comfort zone and serve. Be forgiving. Realize Jesus has forgiven us much more than we will ever need to forgive someone else. Trust fully in Jesus. It doesn't matter what the world says. Stand on the Word of God because this is truth. This is it. Surrender fully to Christ. Seek His will, not your own. And love one another. And God will develop that spiritual grit in your life if you're a believer. If you are not a believer, if you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you can do so today. Simply admit you're a sinner. Thank Jesus for the cross that paid the price for your sins. And ask Jesus to come into your life. And you will begin that journey of having spiritual grit built within you. Let's close and